The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, it's Tom Stewart here. I thought I'd jump on and give you a bonus episode while you're waiting for my next story. It's been a while since I did a Q&A episode. You know, every week I get a bunch of emails from many of you asking me questions or asking for advice. And I do my best to respond to each email and social media message that I get. Uh, and I like to save some of the questions that you send me and use them on the podcast so that uh, other people can hear your question and my answer. Uh, so, I mean, you know, why do people email me? I mean, a lot of you are just fans of the podcast and you like to say nice things to me, which is cool. But um, some of you have learned through listening that um, I've got a lot of experience in the paranormal field, um, lifelong paranormal enthusiast, uh, urban explorer. I was a student of the paranormal pretty much my whole life. Um, I was a paranormal investigator uh, for several years, very active, uh, was a case manager as well. Um, I still go out and do paranormal investigation here and there now when I, when I have the time. But I mean, I've done lectures, um, I've written a book, so I guess I'm an author, and uh, these days I do a lot of paranormal consulting, which is just basically people reach out to me with questions and concerns, situations, and uh, I try to give them the best advice that I can based on some of the experiences that I've had throughout life. So that's basically what it comes down to. And so every now and then I like to pop in and do some questions and answers with you guys. So if you've sent me an email recently, uh, thank you for taking the time to write to me. I always love hearing how much uh, you like the podcast, and I'm always happy to answer literally any question you have, whether it's about one of my episodes, or if it's about me, it's about you, or if it's about the paranormal field or about investigation. And I especially like it when you guys tell me your paranormal stories. And those are usually long, so it usually takes me a little bit longer to get back to you because I like to try and find time to read it when I'm not going to be interrupted or distracted. Uh, but please feel free to reach out to me anytime you want uh, via email or social media. Uh, my email is myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can look for me online, Instagram and Facebook. It's My Paranormal Story. Uh, I'm also on YouTube now, too. I guess you could comment on there if you wanted to as well. But whatever you like best. So anyways, let's uh, go through a few of these and see uh, what some questions are that I've saved from some emails and messages on social media. Hi, Tom. I live in a brand new house. It was built just a few years ago. We moved in two years ago and are the only people to have ever lived here. How could it already be haunted? Signed, Steve. Uh, well, Steve, so it sounds like this is actually a, a pretty good question. It sounds like this, this house is new. It's just been built. And Steve and his family are the first ones to ever live there. And uh, I guess he believes it might be haunted. 
So what could be causing that paranormal activity? Well, uh, paranormal activity isn't exclusive to older houses. It can happen in new homes, uh, old homes, apartments, places of business, pretty much anywhere. Uh, And a lot of the times, the cause of the haunting isn't attached to the house itself. Sometimes it can be attached to the land that the house was built on. You know, like if it was built on an old graveyard or a Native American burial ground, something like that. Uh, Sometimes people build houses in places where tragic events happened and they didn't know about it. And sometimes that energy can linger and become part of the house. Um, Hauntings can also occur through other attachments too. Like, um, you know, a spirit, you may have heard of this, a spirit can uh, attach itself to a piece of furniture or something that you brought into the house and it just kind of hitched a ride in on that object. You know, like maybe an antique that you bought somewhere or an old mirror or chest that you took from someone else. Um, Almost anything, really. And then, of course, some people believe spirits can be attached to people, too. You know, and it won't matter where you live in that case because that spirit is going to move with you wherever you go. And then, of course, sometimes accidentally or on purpose, people will invite spirits into their home by using things like Ouija boards or tarot cards or uh, doing seances or any other number of things like that. So, um, Steve, there are many ways your brand new home could be haunted. And I hope that it's not being too bothersome to you. Um, Shoot me an email if you're able to find out the source of the haunting or if you need any advice or you just want to talk to somebody a little bit more about it. I'm happy to answer any other questions you have. Next email, this is from Bobby with an I. Um, Tom, what do you think we'll know the truth about first, ghosts or UFOs? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, And thank you. For the longest time, I've always thought that we would discover what ghosts are in my lifetime. And probably way before we discover aliens or UFOs. I mean, over the past 20 years or so, we've come such a long way when it comes to paranormal research. People have become so much more comfortable with admitting that they've had paranormal experiences. Like, it wasn't that long ago when it was very taboo. Like, my parents never really talked about these things. And, you know, in their generation before that, uh, it was always very taboo to even even discuss the idea of there might be a ghost in your house. People would think you were crazy. People would be afraid that other people would think they're crazy. And that's how it was for the longest time in society. But now, I mean, we've got dozens of TV show TV shows about it and, um, you know, movies and books. And people literally take vacations to haunted locations. We got celebrities who are openly admitting them to seeing ghosts. And so many people are out there looking for ghosts now. I mean, thanks to TV shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures and stuff, there are just hundreds and hundreds of groups and teams all over the world that are actively trying to collect data and evidence. Um, We've come a long way with um, techniques and electronic devices and things like that. So I have thought we are very close to getting something concrete about what's really going on when it comes to paranormal. But 
these past couple of years, you've probably noticed people are talking a lot about UFOs, UAPs, uh, aliens. Um, it's, it seems like it's become a real thing now. Like the U.S. government has had congressional hearings about UFOs and other countries and other governments are openly talking about UFOs. Uh, the military, police officers, NASA, they're all openly now discussing the idea of UFOs, investigating UFOs and alien encounters. And it's pretty crazy because these people for years and years, for decades, always denied it, always denied UFOs up and down, left and right, always made excuses. It's a weather balloon or it's Venus or whatever. They always had an excuse, but behind the scenes, they were looking at it. But now it's in the forefront. It's right out there, you know? And so I think we're probably like, I don't know, less than 10 years away from actually knowing that there are aliens from another planet or another dimension or another time that are actually visiting us. And it will be public knowledge. And I think there are people who already know the answer and they're just trying to slowly trickle it into society so that it doesn't have a huge impact because just imagine how crazy the world would be if all of a sudden, boom, everybody finds out, Hey, aliens are real and they're here. Like it would just, it would just blow everyone's mind. So I think they're preparing us for that. So my answer is it would have been paranormal and ghosts, but now I think we're going to know, we're going to know in our lifetimes what's going on with UFOs. I think we're going to. All right. Next email. Um, Tom, do you think AI could be helpful in paranormal investigation? And this is from Nick. Um, AI, artificial intelligence. There's a lot of talk about that lately. This is another great question. Thank you for the email. Um, and I've been thinking about it actually a lot lately because people are beginning to use uh, AI, artificial intelligence programs for a lot of different tasks now. You know, you, you see TikTok videos or YouTube videos of people using AI to write a, a book or to uh, update their resume or to, you know, fill out this form or write this, you know, letter. And um, it's very interesting technology and it's moving super fast. So it's going to be used for a lot of different things. Now, I come from radio. I, I, I spent like 20 plus years working in radio and they actually have AI programs now that are the DJs. So the voice soon, very soon, the voice you're going to hear on the radio or on your television, you're going to think it's a person, but it's actually a machine, a computer. It's going to be AI talking. So you're going to hear a DJ talking about the latest, you know, Taylor Swift song, and we're going to be giving away tickets and blah, blah, blah. That's going to be a robot. It's going to be a machine and it's going to sound just like a human. I've already heard some of the examples of it and it's... It's crazy. It's mind-blowing. But how will we use AI in paranormal investigation? That's an interesting question. I mean, I've been thinking about it. I don't know. Maybe AI will be able to uh, help review and interpret data and evidence, you know, things like EVPs from audio recordings, or maybe it can analyze uh, shadows and videos or something. I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of tossing ideas out there right now. Um, but uh, I've been fooling around with that chat GPT thing, you know, I don't know if you've tried that or not. Um, I've played around with it a little and let's see, let's try it right now actually. Let's see what chat GPT says about ghosts. 
like let's type it in here right now it's openai.com slash chat gpt so chat gpt i'm typing here i don't know if you can hear me i'm making mistakes though this microphone's in the way okay so you got to log in. I've already got a, a login, so I'm already in. And this chat GBT thing is kind of cool. If you've never used it, you should try it um, just for the fun of it. I mean, literally, you just, you know, you, you, you come up with a username and password. You go in. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. And you just ask any question you want, and it will give you an intelligent answer. A lot of times it'll tell you, you know, something general or, you know, not so specific. But some you can ask it to write a story about your dog, and it will write you a story about your dog. Like, it's pretty wild. But anyway, let's try this. Let's try, are ghosts real? And see what it says. All right. Well, it's writing a lot of stuff. Here's what AI thinks about ghosts. The existence of ghosts is a topic of much debate and speculation. Scientifically, there's currently no concrete evidence to prove the existence of ghosts. However, it's important to note that personal beliefs and experiences vary greatly and blah, blah, blah. It looks like it's going to give us just a generic answer. Ghosts are often described as the spirits or souls of deceased individuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skeptics argue that ghosts can be attributed to various psychological factors or environmental factors, misinterpretations. Yep. Ultimately... Yeah, so basically, Chat, chat GPT does not know <laughs> if ghosts are real. So it's it's not helping us as of now. But who knows? I mean, somebody out there is trying to develop some sort of a gadget that will allow AI to I don't know determine if something's a ghost or even communicate with them. Hopefully, you know. Uh, all right, another email. This one is from Alexandria. Tom, what do you think about Ryan? Bergara and Shane, oh, I don't know how to say his last name, Shane Maje, Maje, M-A-D-E-J. Um, anyways, I had to look up who those guys are. <laughs> I didn't recognize the names, but they did look familiar. Those are the guys from BuzzFeed Unsolved, and I do not know them personally. And if I'm being honest, um, I don't know a lot about them. I haven't really mo watched much of their stuff, but I have watched a little. Uh, I've seen a couple of their paranormal investigations on their youtube channel for the buzzfeed unsolved and i actually think i watched an episode or two uh when it was on like hulu or something maybe um i mean as a fan of paranormal investigation shows i thought their show was all right they have they had pretty good chemistry together they seem like friends they are likable and funny and i liked that they delved into the history of the locations that they were investigating um that's kind of like how i would do a tv show if i had one um, you know, they gave us interesting information and educational stuff. Uh, but as a paranormal investigator, uh, as soon as I saw them pull out a spirit box and similar devices like that, I kind of turned it off. Um, I mean, most TV shows are using things like that these days, but I just don't think there's any validity to them at all. I've talked about that on here before. Um, you know, spirit boxes, ghost boxes, all those things that talk and supposedly it's the ghost communicating. It, it all looks and sounds great on camera. That's why they use it on TV so much. Uh, but to me, they really don't have practical scientific functions. So it's definitely nothing personal against Ryan and Shane. They seem like great guys. Um, but I think they're probably entertainers first and investigators second. So that's my opinion there for what it's worth. Uh, another one. 
Tom, you've mentioned that you're a stand-up comedian on your podcast. Are there any videos of your comedy on the internet? Oh, okay. And that is from Samantha. Um, thank you, Samantha. Um, I've actually had a few people ask me this. People usually ask me two things. One, do you have any videos online of your comedy? And two, do you talk about ghosts in your comedy? Um, first of all, yeah, there's probably a few video clips of me doing stand-up floating around the internet, probably out on YouTube and stuff. Um, most of them are probably from years ago, but they're most likely people who were in the audience just filming with their, with their phones. So it's probably not great. It's probably not good audio. It's probably not good uh, video. And who knows, you know, how much of it they caught. They might have only caught the, the setup or the punchline or something. So I, you never, never judge a comedian based on a clip that somebody used from their phone from the audience. Um, never judge anyone on that. I do have a few decent videos of myself performing stand-up comedy on my website, TomStewartComedy.com. If you go there, you can check out some stuff. There, Some of the videos on there are a little dated. I need to get some new ones up there. I just recently filmed a couple shows, so hopefully I can get some updated ones up there soon. Um, but I don't have like a YouTube channel or a TikTok page yet. Um, when I started in comedy like 13 years ago, most comedians thought it was risky to post your stand-up sets online out of fear that other comedians might steal your bits or that people will already know your jokes before they go to the show and then they won't laugh as much at the show. That was kind of the thinking back then. So I made it a habit to not post much stuff publicly. But I'm thinking about changing my way of thinking on that because um, I see a lot of comedians now building up a fan base through clips that they put on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And it seems to be the, the new way to reach people with your comedy now. So, um, so I might have to start doing that. And I am also working on a paranormal comedy set, too. I'm hoping to have like a solid 30 minutes of all jokes that are related to ghosts and, and paranormal investigation and horror stuff. Um, so that way I can kind of combine my two interests together. Maybe I'll be able to travel around the country telling jokes at Paracons and meeting lots of people and hanging out with people. Um, I feel like that would be a fun way to combine both my interests. So I'm working on that now, but I'm working on so many things <laughs> that it's hard um, to focus on one. All right, let's try another question real quick. Um, would you ever investigate with a psychic or a medium? This was a comment on Facebook. Um, I would, and I have many times. Over the years, I've investigated with, uh, you know, eight or nine different spirit mediums. Um, but honestly, I think I have found like two of them to be really credible. Um, these days, I'd be v really picky, very skeptical about which mediums I would investigate with. Um, they'd have to be willing to work a certain way. I'd want them to have no knowledge whatsoever of where they're going, where we're investigating. I'd literally just try to meet them somewhere and then have them follow me to the location and never tell them where they're going. And they won't know until they get there. So that way I know they're going in completely cold. They have no chance of having researched anything or gotten any impressions ahead of time. And, and they'd have to be willing to be used sort of like a tool, you know, uh, go into a room as I ask you to, and don't be upset if I'm asking lots of questions or if I'm seeming disappointed by what you're picking up on. Um, you know, the goal in paranormal investigation with a medium, in my opinion, isn't to get answers, but to collect and help verify the data and the evidence that you're, that you're there for. So like any other tool you would, you know, use on an investigation, that's what they would be doing. Um, and it would help if they had a really good personality and a sense of humor because 
I like to have some fun while also being serious when doing an investigation. And I think that's the best way to do it. Um, all right. How long have I been doing this here? I don't want to do this all day. All right, this is going on long. All right, let's do one more quick one here. Um, Tom, how do I become a paranormal investigator? That's from Anna on Instagram. And honestly, I get that's the number one question. I get that question most often. And I'm going to tell and I'm probably going to answer it a little different than I do in the past. So thank you for the question, Anna. This is, um, yeah, by sure the, the most asked question I get. And I'm sure I've answered it before, but here, here's how I'm going to answer it this time. I think the question you should be asking is not how do I become a paranormal investigator, but why I should become a paranormal investigator. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Do you want to do it because it looks fun? Do you want to do it because you hope you'll get YouTube famous? Do you want to do it so that you can maybe get on TV or meet Tango from Ghost Hunters or something? If those are your reasons for wanting to become a paranormal investigator, then I probably wouldn't suggest it. Just go on a ghost hunt once in a while at some local haunted place. But if you want to become a paranormal investigator, um, I have to tell you, it's not that fun in the long run. Um, it's fun if you do other things related to it, like a podcast or you write a book or, you know, you host, you know, ghost tours or something like that. Um, but uh, it, it, this, when you see the TV shows, when you hear me talk about it on the podcast and, and all that stuff, um, we are leaving out so much of the boring stuff. And trust me. The boring stuff is what happens the most in paranormal investigations. I mean, 10 times more than the fun stuff. Uh, booking the client, booking a location, buying and maintaining equipment, traveling to the location, setting up all your equipment, breaking down all your equipment, spending your entire weekend at night walking around dark rooms for, for no money. You know, you're not getting paid to do this. Um, then you've got to spend literally hours on top of hours, days reviewing your audio, reviewing your video, looking for anything out of the ordinary, hoping for something. And on all the investigations I've been on, I'd say maybe 10% of them had some sort of a paranormal experience, maybe less. And a lot of the stuff was just stuff that we caught on audio and video. It wasn't even stuff that we witnessed. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so many times I've gone out on paranormal investigations, and, and most investigators will tell you this. You go out and literally nothing happens. You spend five hours, six hours in some place. You're tired. You're, you're worn out. And I've literally fallen asleep on paranormal investigations because they were so boring. No lie. Um, it's never as thrilling as they make it look on TV. The best part about paranormal investigation is when you get to help a family who is confused about a situation in their home. Maybe you're able to debunk some of the things that they thought were haunting them, or maybe you can make them feel more comfortable with the haunting. Uh, if you're truly interested in helping other people, or maybe you just want to help further the actual study of paranormal research, then, because that's what I wanted to do, um, then maybe you should become a paranormal investigator. Now, how do you do that? Search the internet for some credible paranormal groups in your area an offer to join their team. But don't just tell them you want to join. You know, tell them why you would be a great member of their team. 
What would make you an asset to their team? Sell yourself, you know? Do you have experience with electronics? Or have you studied psychology in school? Maybe you've um, got a lot of experience with construction, things like that. The practical things that can help on an investigation. You know, maybe you're good at web design or marketing, which could also help a paranormal team, you know, attract more clients and attention. Don't just tell them you've seen every episode of Ghost Adventures or that you, you know, bought a spirit box on Amazon. You know, a real paranormal team will be looking for people with real life skills to help them find answers. So look for that and, and sell yourself. And if there are no teams in your area, look for people in your area who are also interested in the same things as you, who also have some sort of practical experiences and try and get together and form your own group. Use social media to connect with each other. And, and as I always tell everybody, just whatever you do, be safe be considerate of, of other people. All right. So, all right. So let's wrap it up because that uh, went longer than I thought it was going to, but I hope it was interesting for you. Um, six or seven questions and answers there. Uh, thanks again for all your emails and your messages. Please keep them coming. I'll do another Q and a episode in a couple of months or something. Uh, once again, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for my paranormal story, uh, or you can email me at my paranormal story podcast at gmail.com. And of course, as always, thank you for your support. Uh, I've got more episodes coming and some other surprises coming up too. And uh, hopefully I can announce some of those coming up in the next few weeks and months. So once again, thanks for being there. I'm Tom Stewart. And this is my paranormal story. <laughs>